Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to our Bravo episode of Tender Loving Care with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling, Kate. This is the time of the week that we dive head first into our Bravo shows, Kate and I's podcast, Tender Loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms. There's a new episode each Wednesday in that podcast. We break down a show from the TLC network and discovery plus network past or present and trust us there's a lot of glorious chaos to cover so without further ado let's get into the beautiful world of bravo hi Kay. hi hello 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 <laughs> i um have no makeup on and odd lighting i did not have a chance so i apologize to all of our youtube right now Oh, and if you're not watching us on YouTube right now, this is a perfect time. Um, if you're listening to us, <laughs> sorry, I'm just going to plug straight away. We are on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. So if you guys are listening to us and want to see um, the state I look right now, please head on over to our YouTube channel because we are <laughs> recording all, we're filming all of our recordings now. So you can see us record the pod um, from our homes. Um, and yeah, go check it out. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Oh. <laughs> hey, I hope you become like big YouTubers. Big I know. Slash YouTubers. My dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how sad is that? Uh, no, it isn't when you see the kids and how much they're earning. That's no true. Shame. That's no true. Shame. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Oh, um, I... Kate, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, not much. I basically just worked and watched these shows and now I'm here. Well, what else do you need to do? I I mean, mean, what else is there? Work, watch Bravo podcast. Yeah. Those are, that's it. That's That's my life. So Um, yeah. What about you? 
Well, I don't know today if you have seen the shocking and not so shocking news about Miss Ramona Mazur Singer. Uh, well, I know she got taken off the schedule for BravoCon. She did. And then today, she was also taken off. Her job was taken away from her from the real estate place that she was working because she was a full-on real estate agent with her license working at, I think it's Douglas Ailman or something like that, a big firm in New York. And they've parted ways with her. That's what happens when you text the N-word to someone. I mean, she didn't... uh, Listen, I'm not defending her. I want that to be extremely clear. She's an idiot and a monster, and she has said racist, and she has said homophobic things, and she has said terrible things. She's just... She's awful. So this is all definitely justified. Um, She's so stupid. She writes, by the way... All of this is this fallout has all come due to page six, the Holy Grail, because the page six reporter texts her because apparently they're all just have each other's phone numbers, page six and all the housewives and said, do you want to comment on this or whatever? You've seen the screenshot. And she said um, that she said the word, she didn't say the word. She said something indicating the word, but then wrote the very offensive first three letters of the terrible word. I, I thought it was the Vanity Fair reporter she was texting that to. Oh, I thought I thought that was page <laughs> six. Wow. Listen, that Vanity Fair, that was a flop. And you know what? I'm quite happy about it. I know. I, I feel like the only part that had anything to it was the... Um, not Because they focused on... Wasn't it like they, Bethany had a part and then Leah... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. kind of that's that part was just kind of whining about Andy right and then um well Leah came out today and said uh so I'm just applying some lip balm because my lips are cracked to shit um she came out today and people have been commenting on her Instagram saying oh you know you're so amazing Leah well done for everything which I'm still unclear what she's bitching about. Guys, I know I'm sounding... Listen, I haven't had dinner yet. A little bit (laughs) of hanger here. But essentially in the article, and what she said is she's upset because um, she definitely... You know, she has mental health issues. She went on the show, and that second season she was on it, she was sober. Her grandmother passed away. And she spends paragraphs moaning about how people weren't sympathetic towards her. And due to that she ended up in a psych unit for four days. What's that got to do with Bravo and your employer? Nothing. Yeah. So some people, very few, have been praising her on her Instagram about, thank you so much. And she wrote back and, and somebody said, I hope you get all the money off them or sue them or whatever. And she goes, I can't wait for my day in court and all the depositions. She's apparently gonna sue Bravo. That sounds expensive. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, losing. I mean, what what is she doing? I, I'm very confused by her, but Leah was always, I felt just like always a victim. She was always on there moaning about something. And I don't know, I, I didn't like her in her, dis, her horrific fashion when she was on there. <laughs> but now it's just even worse. Um, yeah. 
I love how all of the people are staying quiet that want to keep in Andy's good graces. You'll <laughs> never hear a word from Lou. You'll never <laughs> hear a word from Sonia. They need Bravo so much. They know where their, what's that saying? Their bread oh, is buttered. What side their bread's buttered on. Right. Yeah. And it's the yeah. side. I think Bravo. Ebony's concerns probably were the ones worth talking about, you know. Yes. Yeah, uh exactly. but the rest of it was kind of fluff um it really was wow we could, have, we could have written a bit of expose not that we ever would because it's it's against you know <laughs> the family you don't go against the family bravo <laughs> ah, speaking of bravo we have two shows to cover this week which i'm so excited about last week without salt lake kate it was like a hole in my heart it really just put a whole damper on the week <laughs> Oh, it did. But uh, do you want to start with Salt Lake or do you want to start with Housewives? Uh, um, New York, I mean, Beverly Hills. I Yeah, I want to start with Salt Lake, yeah. Okay. So, Kate, we're on only season four. And I like to sit and reflect on my Housewives. And we're only on season four. And look what we have had in four seasons of Salt Lake. Truly, more has happened on these four seasons than all of Dallas, all yeah. of DC, um, DC. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> and Miami. Miami's back and people are going crazy over it. I need our listeners to tell us, I don't get Miami. I'm sorry. I don't get it. I don't see any drama. Yeah, listeners, tell me. I just don't know like how what my entry point should be because... Not too long ago, I went to the very beginning when it was first on and tried to start watching it then. And I just, it was not holding my attention and I dropped it Uh after a few episodes. So should I just start with this season or do I need like the previous season for the lore of it? Like, how do you get into it? Because yeah, I I don't want to be left out of the discourse, but of course, of course. Listen, <laughs> but I've, I don't I've know. watched I've watched it all. I've watched it from okay. the beginning, and I watched the new reiteration of it, and I'm still like, huh? I just I don't, hmm. I don't get it. So I didn't watch the new episode that aired this week, but like you say, Kate, this Salt Lake is bringing it. Why don't you? Why don't you start us with Whitney? pouring her Pellegrino she's talking with Justin about her plan to meet up with Mary to quote move on and Hmm. this is just a terrible idea I I don't know if the producers were like okay we need a Mary scene someone anyone meet up with Mary or what but this is just a losing game like I, I was like why are you even trying this I mean, Mary, and we will get into the conversation that they had. I also think that Whitney's scrambling. She needs, remember Kate, she's getting, she's had storylines. This, you know, she had a healing journey last season and she's still on her healing journey. But right now, I think she's trying to have like marital, you know, expose some marital woes as a storyline. But apart from that, and the kids, those kids, um, she's, all right, she's the, the holographic. The holographic is what are they? Can anyone else see them apart from us? I don't know if they exist. <laughs> I don't know if those two know their kids exist. It's very odd. She never touches them because her hand would go straight through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I wonder if she, I think she's desperate for a storyline. She needs something. Monica's come in blazing. Monica's already got like two more seasons just out of this so far. These eight episodes, Monica's in for two more seasons. Easy. Absolutely. So she's like, Justin, take your wedding ring off. Let's kick this off. I don't think she has anything. So she's like, I need to clear the, I need to clear the air. Clear the air. Air. On my helling journey. I need to hell. And I just wrote, you will not get any resolution. This woman is awful. She's an awful, awful woman. She hates you. (laughs) Hates her. her. This woman of God hates a lot of people. All wait staff, all her co-workers. She hates everyone. I don't know who she likes at this point or loves. That's a good point. So we have um, Whitney in those faux leather pants. just i'm not i'm i'm not going to be nasty this episode for for once um but uh so she was she's talking she's also talking about her hologram child bobby's uh, that lasted about 20 seconds of me not being nasty um her <laughs> daughter's birthday that's coming up and she's, justin's like i have a conference then i always have subtitles on i don't know about you okay i love a sub mm-hmm. yeah i'm a reader i want to read while i'm watching tv so i have Absolutely. like subs on and with subtitles on and did you notice she said you know if we move the birthday party then i'm gonna have two big events i'm gonna have my prism event what is prism it was spelled p-r-i-s-m oh like a light prism uh i I have no idea what she's talking about is that like a multi-level marketing thing she's selling i have a feeling because remember at the beginning of the season she was saying to justin i don't know how i'm gonna do it with my two businesses i'm like what? Mm. she's got the the whitney wild rose face toner or whatever it is sorry oh i just googled it it's it's a spiritual jewel. Sorry, it's a spiritual jewelry line. Ding dong! There we go. I mean, got it. So she's now going to be hawking this. Yes, on, got it. So she that's going to be on one of the episodes. Then her kid's birthday. So she was like, I don't know, I'm going to do it, but I need help. Um, and he's like, Well, I have a job. So what do you want me to do? So that was kind of it. She left the room, being like, I love you, Jay. He's like, Oh. Thanks. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> so much. Uh, yeah. And Ugh. then Kate, take us into Heather and Monica's scene. Ooh. Yes. So they meet up and Monica is opening up about her feelings of abandonment with her mom and reveals that when she was a young girl, her mom left her at a friend's house in what was it Pennsylvania or something in Pennsylvania so that she could go live her dream in New York City by herself so her telling this you there is first of all right out the gate on Monica's first episode we found out that you know her dad was gay and just left her and ran off with the man to live in Florida that she was a state witness to Jen Shaw and put her in prison. I mean, that was the first episode. And now we're finding there are so many questions I have for Monica. So she tells Heather this. And luckily, Heather actually asked an important question that I was asking that she just goes, who was this family? 
and because that was the main thing the way monica said it she was like she left me with this family and she said well who was the family and um monica said it was, it was just some friends it was some friends that she knew and and then i wrote what was her mother up to and we kind of get an explanation later in the episode but you know monica has been at 12 what a tender age 12 so who were these people and did she was it she happy there like what happened when did her mum come back like so many questions also yeah. big question does monica have any siblings Ooh, oh i feel like she's mentioned that i might have to go back uh i don't know i don't know I, the way this all panned out i'd say no it doesn't but- seem that way yeah mm. not sure it was dark though, and Heather was a great person to yeah. confide in. Um, they went yeah. snowmobiling, and it was fun. And she was checking in with her because she was like, "I just felt sorry for you. You know, you walked out of that Easter brunch event with your shoes in your hands, and it it was just sad. It was really sad, and I'm glad she picked up on that." Yeah, Heather, does she like to stir the pot and get up to mischief? Yeah, but I yes. think ultimately she's a good girlfriend. She's I think a good so. listener and. She's empathetic. Um, Absolutely. Then we head over to the Fresh Wolf household. (laughs) Baby gorgeous. Hi, baby gorgeous. No, I'm always on play. (laughs) (laughs) I love love Lisa Barlow so much. I can't contain it. So much. We find out from her husband that Jack Fresh Wolf Barlow told him about the mission like uh, two weeks before he t- told Lisa and he goes if she found that out she'll kill me <laughs> I know it's so funny it's because it's like he wants to do this religious kind of um religious religious track for a couple of years and go and serve the community and Lisa's really annoyed because she wants him to just be doing fresh wolf New York fashion week products businesses <laughs> I love it plotting those frosted tips around town oh my god when she roasted her own son uh, for his was, hair. I wrote that down and and it was honestly one of the best things I've ever seen. Like, what is it? The 90s? I, <laughs> she is everything. Everything. I don't get it. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Whatever. Okay, Jack. <laughs> so oh, good. Oh, God. Oh, God. And then they're talking about his mission. You know, it's. That's the big storyline with her. So yes. they're they're talking about it and the things that he might face while he's away. And she tells this hilarious story, I thought, about, well, you know, there was this girl on mine and when she just stare at me and then one day she sat on my bed and I was like, why are you sitting on my bed? And she's like, I just want to see what it was like to be you. No, she was trying on her clothes. She, she said, I walked in on her and she was trying on my clothes. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I just want to know what it's like to be you. And I just oh, wrote in that, it even... was me. It was me. I'll admit it. I just want to be baby gorgeous. <laughs> I love it. That's way worse. has no sense of anything. Because she can't read a room. Jack, John Barlow, Jack Barlow. Fresh Wolf. We're looking at these photos. It was sentimental. It was him talking about his spiritual journey. He was reading from his diary, John Barlow, about his mission. And she just comes in. And she's like, ah, oh, like, what are we doing? What are we doing for a party? And they flash to the scene where Lisa is absolutely disgusted again at her own son because he's like, 
she's like we need a party we need to go away party what are we gonna do he's like um liquid death and charcuterie and she's like oh, that's so boring I just, just... <laughs> and then she goes back roasts his frosted tips and then tells the story about how someone was obsessed with her what else do you need in a housewife than this Oh, icon behavior. I wonder I wonder if her sons think that she's funny. I think so because she's an amazing mom. We all know. Well, yeah, of course, of course. I think they yeah. think that she's an amazing mom. I just wonder if they get a kick out of her or if they're kind of I, like, oh, mom. I think they do because they know she's just so amazing. So they love her True. as much as we all love her because she okay. is icon. You're right. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> And then we go to another charcuterie moment. Um, Heather, Monica, Meredith, and Whitney go Mm cross-country skiing for a little bit. And I just love how dramatic they are about anything physical. It's like, oh, oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Are we really doing this? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And then after they do that for 10 minutes or whatever, just for the the shot, they got the shot. And so then they go... They go and sit down in the parking lot with uh, charcuterie and Monica makes another reveal about her terrible mom and says that she's driving a rental car right now because she pays for everything, but it's always in her mom's name. And her mom was upset with her after the party and told her if she didn't bring her the car, that's technically hers on paper, that she would call the cops. All right. Once again, with everything that comes out of Monica's mouth, let's break this down. The women were horrified. So why is anything in that woman's name? I'm guessing because of, and one of them mentions it. I think Meredith says uh, just because of her credit score. Right. Like, so I think it's just that it's hard for her to get financing on her own. Maybe she hasn't had much in her name ever. So maybe she doesn't have much of a credit score or maybe what, for whatever reason it's bad. And so I'm guessing that she just allowed her to do that uh, so that she could get financing for, it's a really nice, isn't it like a Range Rover? It's an extremely expensive car that she had this one. Then she's renting it extremely, but, but like she was very honest. She said, she feels she has to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. The baby gorgeous. Keep up with the Heather Gay. Like they are driving $165,000 cars. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, she doesn't want to pull up in a Prius or whatever. Honda exactly so she's just like so I guess she got this car yes so she says that about that mother and they're like whoa then at this point I had turned away I was doing something and I hear the ladies chit chatter and mention like it was two of my worlds collided they said blah 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 I mean yeah she's so awful she could be Ted Bundy my head whips (laughs) around so quickly nothing is more perfect in my life if I have housewives bravo and infamous serial killers. I was like, what? And then Heather Gay said, people in Utah love to make a connection to Ted Bundy. It's because Bundy had a lot of crimes there. He was in jail there. He escaped jail there. Um, But hey, that was such a moment for me. It was such a moment of pure joy. Bundy, housewives, boom. But yeah, so Monica says that and everyone's just like, Oh Damn. God. Yeah. yeah. And Meredith's telling her that she needs to, once they're all calm about it, they need to talk and she needs to set a boundary there and kind of 
tell her mom to back off with that stuff. And so we see that we see that later on. Uh, then we have Whitney confronting Meredith about how mm-hmm. or sort of sort of just preparing her, first of all, that she's going to have Angie at her party and she wants to clear the air about Meredith apparently saying that she wants to ruin Angie's life. Is that what the quote was? Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Meredith just talks about her accident in the snow, like spins it to that. I mean, I Whitney is right about the fact that anyone confronts Meredith and it's a sub story about something. Yeah. The accident thing is not funny. It is terrible no. what happened to her. Um, yeah. What is funny is the edit by Bravo, which we will never get over. And I don't know why they did it. It was like, sorry, this woman really died. It was so jarring. It was so jarring. And so good. And she's claiming that Whitney drove past and saw the car in the snowbank and didn't stop and then didn't call her for 48 hours. But Whitney's saying, I didn't know that was you. There were people helping the car and people were there. And I drove by it, saw that there was a crash. And then I realized later it was you. I was told it was you. So I called you. And Meredith just wants to be angry all the time. I know. And she somehow pivots to, I would, so I didn't really get the connection she was making. I think it was like, well, you're a bad friend because of this. And I went through this terrible thing. It was so traumatic. And I would never wish ill will on someone else. I never said that about Angie. Uh, I don't know. I related to the, I didn't notice it was your car thing though, because I never pay attention to people's cars and Mm. I never pay attention to like, I I would not have clocked that either. I would have just been like driving do to do. Yeah. It was, it was a driver and it was a private car and it wasn't just that it's yeah. It's it's, Oh, right. That whole story was just a little bit bizarre. Meredith, it just seems to be clutching at straws because she inherently doesn't like Whitney either. Yeah. Um, and is Meredith going after Angie? I mean, I think she she is. And I think Meredith definitely pulls out the spoon and stirs everything and plants things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people are seeing her game. So she has to be smarter than that because it is going to blow up. And I hopefully it blows up on that holiday, which we think it will, that girl's trip. We, will sh- mm-hmm. we shall see. Um, so then they kind of all talk about the relationships with their mum. And all of them said you know we we all have daughters and we all have kind of rough relationships we've got monica we've got heather with her mother because she when she left the church they didn't really have a relationship then whitney revealed she didn't speak to her mum for 13 years that... 13 years now it's crazy we know her father and his hair we are familiar with her father right. i would love to get my eyeballs on on her mum Oh, I would love to. That would be really interesting to see who is this woman that was with him yeah. and, and what's her deal. Like five times to different people and had kids here and kids. There. I would be really interested, really interested to see her mom. I mean, if she wants a storyline, <laughs> Monica did it. She drug her mommy issues oh. out for the world to see. <laughs> See, once again, this is why we should be consultants for reality stars, because there you go. That's how she can stay on the show. Get her mum on the show. It's it right drama, there. Drama, drama, drama. It's mm-hmm. right there. 
Yep. And that was pretty much it for that scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we go to this scene with Angie and her dad. Uh, was 86. He looks fantastic. He does. He looks really healthy. Yeah. Uh, they're having dinner and uh, I don't seem to remember much going on right there she's talking about their traditions and how she grew up right and well was... this scene has actually been commented on a lot on oh, okay okay i totally missed because, it because and i wouldn't really have thought that much until i started seeing everything online in the trades um and on instagram they were saying that you know she she sits there with the father they're making a soup and they're just talking about marriage and she's saying you know i don't spend any time with sean and um it's not like she has a ton of kids she's one kid i mean yeah. she's like we just don't spend time because you know electra comes first and did it was it like that with you and he said oh we didn't have any money to do anything so she said yeah yeah i guess not and we should do that more and now that she's getting older blah 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 where and then the father says where's sean and she says oh we had to check on something at the salon sorry i'm laughing because i have an i of just what everybody says so he he apparently went to the salon and then he comes in and it is, I don't know, maybe they'd had a fight beforehand or something or he didn't want to film because he walks in, says hello to the dad. And she's like, hi, honey, uh, we have another bowl for you. And there's definitely tension. So I don't know what had happened. There was definitely tension. And he says, um, I'm just going to get you enjoy. I'm just going to go and have a shower. Now, why is he having a shower after just coming, popping to the sat? Okay, now that you bring that up, I did see this on Instagram and people are insinuating that he had to wash someone else off. (laughs) Look, we are merely here to speak about what is being spoken about on the streets. And it was an, so everyone's like, look at this scene and overanalyzing it. They're like, it was a weird scene. He was off. I think they probably had had a fight or something earlier and he didn't want to film and was just like, yeah, hi, whatever. But of course we all look into it all. Um, then that was the end of that scene then we get this Whitney and Mary sit down Kate well don't forget fresh baby gorgeous fresh wolf reveal party sorry oh my god please take us through (sighs) take us through Uh, I don't have a ton of details (laughs) about this but baby gorgeous Lisa is super excited to find out where he's gonna go will it be New York City will it be somewhere in Europe and we find out he's going to Columbia. Mm. And then she says <laughs> that her, was it her friend's kid went there and was getting held up at gunpoint every other day. And so he start, would just carry cash around and just give it to them. I see your gun. Here's the cash. And then she goes, but yay. <laughs> I, I honestly like- think this was one of the best scenes she in one breath she says you know i would have liked him to go to milan or something but he's going to colombia my friend's son went to colombia on his mission and you know he was held up at gunpoint i mean no she said and he's going to be held up at gunpoint because my son's friend went and he was held up at gunpoint and in the end you know like once a week he was held up at gunpoint so you know he just starts carrying like a little bit of cash around him with him and then he just handed it to them and that was it beat beat overall it's thrilling I love her to eternity and back. So she's all crying. Uh, Fresh Wolf Jack gave a little speech, which was lovely. They're all super happy. I love 
the amount of food and people that they had it was a huge party and they had right. zoom they had tons of family on zoom so you know baby gorgeous was all overcome yeah Great. it'll be well, it'll be a journey it'll be interesting to hear how that goes when he gets back in two years <laughs> fresh wolf such a long time no and then, okay, yeah. And then we get to this dinner with Monica and her mom. No, no, mom. no. We've got, Whit- we've got Whitney and Mary sit down. Oh, good God. Yeah, okay. that's what we're saying. Okay. So we see okay. this meetup with these two, which was just a, the biggest waste of time. Whitney goes in. Mary arrives with this monstrously huge Louis Vuitton bag. Did you see how big it was? It was like the size of her. Anyway, yeah. meet at the restaurant sit down and Whitney's like you look gorgeous and I think Mary said something and they sit down and you know Whitney says oh it's like a snowstorm and she says no it's a blizzard already like already (laughs) and then she says well we missed you at the Easter Easter breakfast Easter brunch and she goes well I didn't or something like that I mean I didn't miss you I didn't miss you or I didn't miss it I think she said I didn't it's you can't speak to her and Whitney has not realized this but once again it's for the show so the this poor waitress came over, or they made their orders. They kind of had a little bit of chat. She she and Whitney's like, oh, I got teenagers. Mary doesn't give a shit. And no. then um, she comes over. The waiter comes over and like spills. I don't didn't even really see what was spilled, but there was something that was spilled on her. And Mary's face. She's like, I can't believe she spilled food on me. I can't believe she spilled food on me. And um, then she says in a confession, which she spilled it on. Uh, Whitney and that just sparked her mood I'm sure there was something else that they edited but immediately she says to Whitney you better bring it girl like you but she's very very flustered because she she cannot articulate herself in any way she cannot express her emotions and I think that's due to her massive trauma that she has had growing up in this church that is apparently being called a cult and being forced to marry her step-grandfather um the woman is full of trauma yeah. and so she has never been able to to speak out and now she's this massive platform and and so she's very angry at Whitney she hates Whitney but she yeah. she she keeps she's like tr- tr- trembling over over her words tr- trying to get things out and insult her but she can't form the sentences to do it or make anything kind of make sense she just says you you, you better bring it and then you know Whitney's like well I'm sorry because I, you know, said those things. And she goes, yeah, you, you severed our, you severed our relationship. That's it. That's it. Well, why are you here? You know, she was there because I think Mary in her mind thought I'm going to go and make a statement. I'm going to put a zinger into Whitney. I'm going to tell her exactly how I feel. She's going to now understand my wrath. Like I'm going to really, she's such an odd woman and has very poor social skills that she can't do it. So then Whitney's like, listen, I'm apologizing. Um, you need to take accountability for these text messages. Mary's text messages, remember baby Go- the ones to Baby Gorgeous. Right. And then to Whitney, it's just like, I look younger than you. You're old. You look, she's horrid. I mean, I don't need to say it again. She's just horrid. And um, she doesn't know how to fight. She doesn't know how to have a discussion, an argument. She knows nothing. So it was really awkward to watch her. And then Whitney's like, well, why why are you here? And she's like, I'm good. Don't start with me. Don't start with me. Then she goes to the waiter. Oh, I'm going to take all of this to go. She always has a to-go bag. At every restaurant, Mary has a to-go bag. Um, 
So then she's get the waiter comes over. She's like, "Can you pack it up?" So they're just sat there waiting for it. And Whitney's like, "I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, nothing. You did it all of this." And then she just says, "This is what I mean. She can't express emotions." Whitney had some oysters in front of her. She's like, "You go ahead, go ahead, slurp, slurp your oysters." She wasn't even like touching them. She's such an. It's so strange. These like schoolyard mm. jabs come out. Mm. Like even through the text, it's like. That's what you're going to insult me on? You're going to say, oh, I have too much filler in my face and yeah. you're prettier than me. It's like, okay. She's, that's when she stopped maturing. I yeah. believe she probably was bullied so much in school. I think Mary right. was bullied continuously. Right. If, she, if she wasn't homeschooled, who knows? And I think her maturity stopped and this is where we're at with her. That makes sense. And to me, it seems like she doesn't even like leaving her house and being in public mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. seems like a recluse to me yeah and absolutely. so she's just uncomfortable being around everyone and she gets irritable because of yeah. that and so everyone's bothering her the waiter's yeah. bothering her whoever she's talking to whoever's walking by it's just like oh you know like just Agreed. she doesn't she doesn't even want to be there so Agreed. that was not a productive oh. <laughs> meeting monster so then is there anything else besides this scene with monica and her mom oh no please take us into this kate please so her mom walks in remind me what is her mom's name linda i wrote that down because i'd forgotten linda okay linda comes in and she you know when someone walks into a situation and they're just already like put upon and in in a state and she's she's like a whirlwind she's like oh my gosh she sits down i just watched this movie and it was sorry just to interrupt just a little bit of a correction she was already sat and it was monica that walks in okay the theatric starts straight away with the aspirin yeah carry on Got it. Okay. That's right. So uh, she starts kind of putting on this whole production of, oh, well, I just watched this movie. I have a headache. I just watched this movie. And it was this older woman in Croatia and her and her daughter just never got along. And then the mom die, mom dies and they never got to make up. And it, oh God, it was horrible. It was just horrible. And I have this headache. Do you have an aspirin? Oh my gosh. And Monica's like, hi, no, I don't have an aspirin. She Then she does the Ramona tears that if you watch her crying, there wasn't a single tear that came out of those women's eyes. Mm-hmm. She, this is a, she has tried to hide her colors, her true colors. And this just showed it all. And I was like, I don't know if you'd seen last week when we saw her at the brunch and everything that happened there and transpired. There were some people online that were like, oh, what a class act Monica's mother is. And I'm like, watch this and then see exactly what Monica's been dealing with her entire life. Yeah, she starts crying and then it's anger. Then it's the anger. It's because she's not, she tries the tears. She's not getting the reaction she wants. So then she gets nasty. Yeah, because Monica is just because they're on camera, Monica's not going to play this little game with her and have a nice reconciliation scene where it's like, oh, it's okay, mom, you were right. I was out of hand at that party. Mm -hmm. No, Monica is 
done and she is calling her out on camera. Oh, well, you're trying the tears. That's not working. What else are you going to try mom? And oh, she didn't like that. She didn't like getting called out. Mm-mm. I thought it was very telling that the mother says the mother is desperate for fame let's be real here she wants to be yeah. on this show and she wants to be on every single episode and be a massive part of it yep what we see is when she says something like that tr- you know monica's like you you left me like you embarrassed me and apologized for my behavior to people you don't know and the mother's response is bizarre she goes well what about, you know, when you and Angie went to Palm Springs and, you know, you went up and you tried to help her afterwards? And I was thinking, why is she referencing a woman she doesn't even know, Angie, like a scene from a previous episode? And I'm like, oh, this is all part of it. She's part of the gang and part of all the girls. She's not, but she is so desperate to get in there. Yeah. And that must be so irritating to Monica, who's been busting her ass. And now she's got this gig, this show. And her mom is just inserting herself as one of the girls and making her look terrible and herself look like a perfect angel when in reality she's been a bad mom to her. It must be so infuriating. And then the next thing that struck me is when um, they're kind of talking over each other a little bit and she snaps and says, let me talk, motherfucker. Oh, to her daughter. Kate, if that wasn't the absolute epitome of the veil being lifted, of who this woman is behind closed doors, she is a, even that language, like I have never, I would never have heard my parents use language like that, let alone towards their, she is, I think she's so dangerous. I think she has fucked up Monica royally. I yep. think Monica is doing a fantastic job with her children to make sure because she recognizes then we get into and then Monica says, Did you just call me a motherfucker? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <sighs> Doesn't even backpedal and say sorry, just doubles down. And she's like, Well, where do we even start? What do you want to talk about? Well, let's start with my childhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, how you were never there for me and you are not over, you have trauma and you're not over your trauma because you treat me the same way that your mother treated you and you hated that and you're repeating it with me. Mm-hmm. And then in her confessional, she talks about how her grandmother never wanted a daughter. And so then she shut down and says that everything that her mom did became a disappointment to her grandmother. Um, you know, not getting married and having a kid and not do not going to, what was it? College and all this stuff that she did becoming a more, it was so, it was a pure example of generational trauma and abuse. So the, so should we find out that mother that we've seen already, the grandmother who has done nothing but bitch every scene that we've seen her in. So it's like, Oh, got it. Check. She has, she yeah monica says she never wanted a daughter she never wanted my mother and then she had my mother my mother had a child out of wedlock because did you hear that she said her mother has never been married so monica and her dad were never and monica's dad were never married that was interesting Mm -hmm. um 
she said she left Catholicism, then went to the Church of Latter-day Saints. So all these things. And then she says, really, my mother never wanted a daughter either. And she never wanted. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Me. Yep. She brings up to her mom, you left me to go live in New York City. You would, she brings up a, very troubling story about how her mom would have her in the trunk of the car and be hooking up with a guy in the front of the car. And her mom says, I don't care. You need to get over it. That was one time she says, I need once again, this is just in one episode. We need to elaborate on all of these stories that Monica are telling us. Cause she said the trunk back seat. I know there's some cars that maybe have like a, like those old fashioned American, I think they were called station wagons or something that they have like a trunk or backs. I don't know, but wherever it was, it sounds like Monica was witnessing her mother be sexual with a man in the mm-hmm. car. Yep. The mother didn't even blink at that. She didn't nope. even blink. That was one time. Get over it. <sighs> and Monica was like, no, it was numerous times. Oh my, that is so damaging. That mother, the picture we're getting is that she claims she went to New York because it was to get a drop job, her dream job, whatever. And she didn't realize how hard it was. So she was out there on her own and she left Monica with this Pennsylvanian family. I think what, I think this mother, yeah, never wanted kids. Uh, actually, you know who she's like? This is ringing Bethany Frankel's mother. That's what this sounds like. You know, never wanted a daughter, jealous of the daughter, um, cashing in on her fame. But she never wanted to. And I think she was she just she was desperate to get a man because she had a terrible betrayal. You know, she had a child with someone who lied about their sexuality, cheated on her and left her. So she was carrying around that and she was just desperate for a man. And Monica suffered from it all. Oh, God, she did. And her mom. Monica's mom, Linda probably wanted to go to the big city and make something of herself to prove her mom wrong. You know, I can, I can be successful on my own and I don't, I didn't need to marry that guy and I don't need him and I don't need you and all this stuff. So yeah, it was, it was just all a cycle and her mom is just not seeing the damage. And she's just like, well, when do I get forgiven? When is this over? When can you just forgive me? I'm hungry. And Monica says, you should eat. And then this part was haunting. Her mom slowly 
slices her pasta, mm-hmm. and brings it up to her mouth and just chews and stares at Monica. I was like, ooh. Hey, if that is what's going on in front of a camera, can you imagine behind closed doors? Oh, she's the name calling. The, abuse, the insults. Abuse. It's just yeah. pure abuse. And that grandmother seems the exact same as well. Monica, I'm glad Monica's on this show because I'm hoping she gets support and I hope it's being, you know, when you're being abused by a family member, whether it's sexual or, you know, physical or emotional, verbally, you don't, you don't really have an opportunity for anyone to believe you or to speak about it or to see it because it's all behind closed doors. I, so I'm so glad for Monica. This is being seen. We are looking and saying, yes, this woman is a monster and she's abused you your entire life. And maybe Linda will watch it and be, and pff, I mean, maybe not. She yeah. probably won't, but. Delta. It was dark. And we ended on that note um, on this episode eight, Mums, Missions, and Matrimony. I'm looking forward. There's so much digging with Monica. I think I'm so excited to get more of her. Um, I'm excited for the girls' trip. Yeah. I'm excited. We see next week, unfortunately, our two faves, Monica and Babe Gorgeous, are going at it. I know. They would I be wonder... such a powerful duo I if know. they could get along. The sec- Monica's second season, they'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So that was it. Great work, guys. Great work. We need yep. to hop on to our other show now. We have BH this week. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Season 13, episode two mm-hmm. okay it starts off with um dorit not okay just dorit um having this very elaborate picnic um in the middle of bh for some for two people that don't eat so uh, once again wait who is eating all this food this is i mean i'm interested in the financials and i'm interested in who is eating all of this food kate <laughs> i mean i was glad for those two women that set it up they got to be on screen and it looked amazing and so I was like okay I'm glad they got some advertisement for this and maybe they just packed up the food and I hope so (laughs) took it home the crew crew. (laughs) yes someone got those scones or whatever it was oh it was great and um yeah this is all just I thought all the women were gonna come and it was gonna be a big party but it was just Erica in her puffy jacket to apologize about putting her and PK's marriage on blast at BravoCon. It's the thing is Erica is playing it once again, Erica's every single game Erica's ever played since she started on the show has been completely transparent. And she doesn't understand how transparent she thinks she's cleverer than she's smarter than all of us. We all see what you're doing. You don't have Rinna. You don't have that horror show, Diana or Diana, what Diana, whatever her name was. So yeah, you don't have an option. You have to play nice now if you want to stay on this show, which is paying your bills. So right. it's, no, Dorit, I absolutely have to say sorry. Nope, it's absolutely my wrong. It's all of this. And Dorit's like, oh, it's so great, please. She's like, it's so great. Then can we talk about the $10,000 story? Oh, my God. Okay, I have a big yes. questions. So okay. Dorit said to Erica, you know, it particularly hurt just because, you know, me and guy weren't having a great year. And, you know, he was in London a lot working and I was alone. And, you know, I had a second incident. Dorit claims. Now, 
there are so many questions with this. She claimed yeah. she went to the bank and withdrew $10,000. Now, ordinarily for a very wealthy person, that's not a big deal if they had to go and pay a lot of stuff in cash. Maybe there were some people in their house they pay in cash or they wanted to tip some people for Christmas. That tracks for me. Mm-hmm. You would get that amount of cash if you were doing maybe holiday tipping of people, right? Right. But she says, I got $10,000 cash out to get Christmas presents. Now, nobody in in 2023, I think it's only my 80-year-old aunt that uses cash for anything. Nobody goes and buys things in stores, in shops with cash. Then, so that's my first thing. Right. Wait, I didn't even think that. I was just like, oh, rich people, they have cash. No, that makes so much cash. Why are you not using the black Amex? Okay. Yeah. Nobody uses cash. Such a good point. It would have made so much more sense if she said, I got money out to tip people. I would go, yes, that makes sense. But she specifically said it was to buy Christmas presents. Now, could that have been a mix of words? Possibly. But then we get the second part of the story. And she said, I put it in my purse in her handbag. I had put it in a cart, left, turned around, came back, the bag had gone. A cart means she's at a grocery store. So you're telling me you're buying groceries in cash. That doesn't happen either. And you have $10,000 in a bag that you walk away from. I didn't buy a second of that story. That's true. I'm like, are you buying gifts was she at Target or Marshalls or something? <laughs> Maybe I, she was at I Nordstrom. Would <laughs> I would say no. She's not buying Christmas presents in those places. But that's what she said. I'm going for Christmas presents. And I put it in my cart, which is at a grocery store. But you don't, she would never, none of these people pay for groceries for cash. So, and uh, then she's like, uh. see, all of that didn't track for me. Then she said, we got the footage um, and three men had followed her from the bank. Now, that means this was a crime of opportunity. Or right. it means that three men, three individuals, have been stalking her, watching her, and watched her and followed her to the bank, stalked her there, and just happened to be the day she got $10,000 out in cash then followed her the rest of the day, went into a supermarket where she was and took her bag. A man took a handbag and walked out. Or if they have not been stalking her, which why would three men be stalking this woman probably for days and days and days, waiting for an opportunity that they could rob her, three people, then it must be a crime of opportunity. So three men happen to be sitting in a bank, waiting around in a, maybe in a wealthy area in Beverly Hills, just sitting there, mm-hmm. not suspe- not suspicious at all. Three individuals happen to see Dorit Kemsley walk in, happen to withdraw $10,000, and then they followed her to a shop and then stole her bag. Tell me which of those is plausible. And not only that, who walks, who puts a bag, which let's be honest with Dorit, the bag was probably worth more than the cash. Right. And who sets that down in a cart and walks away long enough, knowing that there is $10,000 cash, walks away from the cart, would she go to the next aisle and then they snagged it? 
uh, for her to not a- see them do it. I don't know. Devil's advocate on that. It could thieves are really sneaky. They could have brushed past her, took it, walked off. That's okay. That's what, but the, that's what I said at the top of this. Like, yeah. You have 10 grand in a bag and you're not glued. It's not glued to you. It's not in your hands. I don't huh. understand how yeah. three men, she said three men followed her. That makes no sense to me, Kate. Break yeah. that shit down. If it was one man, it would make sense. Not three men. That then means that three men have been waiting outside of her house, stalking her continuously for days until there was an opportunity to steal from her again. Right. How does that make sense? And how would they know it was going to be worth taking the bag? Yeah, like they would have had to know that she had a big amount of cash or I guess just assume that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting story for sure. I don't know. It does not. I need all of you guys to really break it down because that does not make it's like the snowing in Pasadena, Erica Jane story. This it does. There is so many, so much missing to that that it either way she's throwing it, it doesn't make sense how that happened. Do you think she could have had the cash for something she doesn't want to talk about on camera? That's the possibility. She could have maybe, let's say, she had to listen. PK just paid that it just came out PK and then oh PK owns like owes nearly a a million dollars in back taxes from Mm. three years he just paid back a quarter of a million dollars to a casino in Vegas oof listen there is a lot more going on there than we realize anyway that story I had to spend time on because it made no sense then we get Sutton FaceTiming Garcelle. So they kind of conclude, well, we're going to be friends. We're going to be friends. She said, my PTSD is bad. But, you know, Erica and her are fine now. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Sutton FaceTimes Garcelle. They're talking about taking Crystal for her 40th birthday to Vegas. And they're all excited. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we see this <laughs> dating coach, matchmaker, 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 make me a match. Alessandra. She's a very perky woman. Oh my god. In a hot pink blazer, jumpsuit, whatever. Water would be amazing. amazing. I would love some water. Water would be so amazing. Thank you so much. Hey, if I had to get a matchmaker, guess who I wouldn't want <laughs> as a matchmaker? What? Alessandra. What, you're not a big believer in the man running everything? Oh. I uh obviously I am Kate you know that 100 <laughs> percent um it was that attitude calm down I just wanted to say calm down yeah <laughs> she was pumped Maybe she was. it's her big break on Real Housewives yeah. she came in with her snappy suit and she is talking to Sutton about what Sutton wants um mm-hmm. And Sutton tells her she thinks she doesn't get second dates because she's very smart, she's neurotic, and she doesn't dress slutty on dates. And then they cut back to that sweater she was wearing. Which I have one of, which I love. Um, My intellect is superior to most, is the quote. Right. And she has (laughs) neuropathy in her legs. I mean, there's a lot going on with her. So then this dating coach is like, yeah, you know, oh, wow. You know, why do you think, blah, what kind of man do you want? I want a strong man. Well, I, she says, I like to have the man take the lead. Sutton shuts that shit down so quickly. 
yeah so quickly what are you talking about and then the state coach is like oh i guess you need a strong man then it's oh hey son this is this isn't gonna work either love no so she's going to bring her three bachelors for her to choose from and then she'll pick one that she wants to meet in person i don't have high hopes for this lady's skills at all yeah um then we go to Gracias Madre on Melrose, and it's Crystal finally because remember the first we the first episode we had no Crystal, no Crystal. No. Yeah, and I we were all desperate for Crystal. I was so confused. Yeah, she came on, and I was like, "Oh, good, she's in this season." <laughs> like I'd forgotten. I know. Uh, to- so it's her brother, her brother Jeff, intriguing yeah. character. Mm-hmm. So we've met him before, and he is supposed to be one of the biggest pop stars in China. That is no exaggeration. Like, the biggest. Like, we would walk past him on the street and not recognize him. But in China, he wouldn't be able to walk down the street. That's the level of fame, which is so crazy. Um, we see it's her, him, and her husband, who always, I just forget and can't really, like, he's like Ken, you know, it's <laughs> it's just hard, hard to get your eyes on. What's his name? Lion King. I don't know. Just call him Lion King. <laughs> yeah. um, so, it's her Lion King and her brother. And they said, oh, yeah, let's have a cocktail. It's what, wine o'clock? It's wine o'clock somewhere. And they just put the stamp up, 11.47 a.m. I was like, yes. Nice. <laughs> Love it. They, they all order tequila. And then we hear this really strange story about Jeff. So he was engaged. He's 42. He was engaged. And at the outbreak of COVID, they, him and his wife, or wife-to-be were in China. He has an American passport, I think dual, dual na- nationality. So they said, you need to come back to America, which he did. His fiance only had a Chinese passport and was not allowed back. And Crystal tells us, I think that he blames us for the breakdown of that relationship well if it wasn't going to outlast a situation like that i i think that happened with a lot of relationships in covid and oh yeah uh it's i don't know i don't think that she should blame herself for that no no. um he is 42 i miss that Mm. he looks so good he's so Mm. handsome and i thought he was younger Mm -mm. um yeah, so he's talking about how he wants to meet a matchmaker. Hopefully it's not Alessandra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he's ready to get in a serious relationship again. And then he's like, uh, what would you do if I brought someone home who was 15 years younger? And he's taking 20. a dig. Or, oh, sorry, 20. 20. Mm-hmm. 20 years younger. He's taking a dig at her in Lion King. And she's like, oh, I wouldn't like that, probably. <laughs> I I wrote that I'd forgotten the age difference between Crystal and Lion King. And you see the throwback yeah. photos. And Crystal looks young anyway, but she looked really young. Oh, I don't know. Really, mm. It wasn't a nice look. I don't know. Not for her. I'm talking about just it was a very, very noticeable age difference. It was, and her brother talks about when he first met Lion King. Uh (laughs) He's like, he was cracking me up. He was saying, he's this, you you say, oh, I'm dating this, this older man. He's 
in Hollywood director. director. He comes in, he's wearing these weird sunglasses. And she's like, yeah, it sounds bad on paper. (laughs) He's like, it seemed bad in person too. I mean, I don't know what she ever saw. I don't know know his story if he has other kids because he was 40 something when he married Chris. I wonder if he was married before with other kids. Unclear. Mm. I'll Mink find out if you find out. I more. will, yeah, I will let you know that after this, I had to do a deep dive on the brother and I found his Instagram page. Don't worry, he's got a new girlfriend. If anyone's worried about his dating stage, he's got a new girlfriend who looks very young. But anyway, he's got a new girlfriend and um, I went to see how many followers he had on Instagram because he was described by Crystal as the Chinese Justin Bieber like right. that level of fame he yeah. has 17,000 followers so I'm like hang on this doesn't what so then I go into the comment section and Crystal is on there attacking or, or clapping back at all these people that are like oh yeah the Chinese Justin Bieber that has 17,000 followers on Instagram and she goes don't you know Instagram is banned in China that's why it's Weibo. It's called Weibo, which is the Chinese inst- version of Instagram, and that's where he has oh. millions and millions and millions and millions of followers. Yes, I that's forgot. why. Okay, mm-hmm. Rob Minkoff is that's Lion King. Lion King, and okay. they met. Just a refresher on them. They met at a party in his office in two thousand three. And they attended the Finding Nemo premiere as their first date, flexing on her with the Nemo premiere. And he proposed to her on Valentine's Day 2006, married 2007. They have a son named Max and a daughter named Zoe. It doesn't mention it doesn't mention any other kids besides that in this Wikipedia article. (laughs) So Crystal's the same age as me. She's going to be 40, and this was filmed last year. Okay, so she's a year older than me, but because I'm gonna be 40 next year. So yeah, I'd say she's about a year older than me. In 2003, we were I was 19. So she was like 20 when she met. Oh, sorry. Hmm. Young, young, young. Young. That says a lot about Crystal. So she really didn't have any of her 20s dating anyone else apart from her husband. Wow. That is wild. Wow. Yeah, because she was just out of being a teenager, dude. Oh, my oh God. God. When you put it that way, she was just out of being a teenager. She couldn't legally drink. She enjoyed Finding Nemo because she was a young person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right Sorry. in the age range. Had to do it. Oh. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow, 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 wow about that for a while anyway yep. <laughs> so that was the end of that and then we get this very odd scene with kyle yeah. picking up dorit and in the car so kyle we find out kyle's picking up dorit to take her for lunch but really they're not going to lunch they're going to beverly wilshire hotel to reenact pretty woman for pikai and hers anniversary dorit doesn't yeah. know it's all a surprise it wasn't mentioned like, oh, and Pretty Woman is her favorite film either. It just seems like PK just picked this film. I don't know. So don't they're know. in the car and I and Dorit gets into it with Kyle and it is so telling. Every single question Dorit asks Kyle, she answers with a question. So Dorit says, are you okay? Oh, why would you say that? I don't know. You seem off. Are you and Mauricio Okay. That's so strange you'd mention that. Why would you ask that? She could not answer a thing. 
Mm-mm. I don't think she had decided how she was going to present this on the show mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> so she's like, oh, no, she's kind of like pushing her back a little bit. And um, Dorit tells us that she and PK used to hang out with Kyle and Mo all the time, vacationing, getting drinks, getting dinner. And of course, yeah, we've seen it on camera. And she tells us they have not hung out with them as a couple in a long time, she says. Mm -hmm. And um, Kyle finally gives her a little something and says, I just feel like I need a little freedom and space. And Dorit says, away from your husband. And she goes, no, away from everything. (laughs) Just keeps it really mysterious. And Dorit kind of pushes one more time. And she's like, I feel like there's something you're not saying. And Mm. Kyle's like, no. And she's like, if you don't want to talk about something, you can just say that. And Kyle's just like, oh, no, it's okay. Yeah, I just I just need a little independence. And it's like, okay. I mean, uh, my whole theory, you know, it's changing weekly, but we've right. said it, Kate. I think she knew he cheated once before this second time and she forgave it and decided to move on and their marriage grew and things appeared better. They had kids, they had more kids. They, had every, they were going, they got all their fame, they got all their money. He cheated, she forgave it, they carried on. And I think very recently she found out he cheated again. Mm-hmm. And she said, done. And I think she's very old school and doesn't want to humiliate him. Yeah. And is protecting him and protecting the kids. So she's never going to say, he cheated on me for a second time and that's when I'm out. So it's, right. this is why she's humming and harring. She doesn't want her kids to know. Portia's only 15. She right. doesn't want the little girl to know. She doesn't want the world to know. So yeah. that's, I think, what really happened between the both of them. That makes sense. Yeah. Totally and and sense. she's just gone, I'm done. I'm going to do everything I want to do now. Hence all her behavior. Right. Um. So they have that convo and then they get to the Beverly Wilshire and it was very interesting to see Dorit's reaction when she was like, it was a surprise and I need to call my kids and she's the producers come in. She's like, who's looking after my children? I think that's all part of PTSD. Right. Yeah. yeah she, it's a control thing and mm-hmm. she didn't like not knowing what's going on and not, uh, yeah, just not. And Kyle tells us that she's like, Dorit will say this about herself. She likes being in control. So um, then Kyle calls PK and they're kind of laughing about it. Like, Oh, she's freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she eventually is like, okay, you know what? It's, I just need to give into this and have fun. And she relaxes about it. And, um, she puts on the pretty woman dress, like the red dress when the famous scene where he's like giving her the jewelry and he snaps her hand yeah. in it which they recreate with five with a five million dollar necklace yeah yeah and he says oh it's just on loan yeah don't worry pk we we know it's just on loan <laughs> you just paid a casino back a quarter of a million dollars so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry we know it's on loan we got it <laughs> Oh God. And then he's got it all set up. It's like mm-hmm. red roses in the room and candles. There's a singer take my breath away. His play is uh, being Berlin. Yep. yep, Berlin. And um this made me sad knowing what we know now. They it's... haven't separated, Kate. They okay. said they haven't separated. I'm not letting this one. I'm not letting this one happen, Kate. I'm not. 
You're right. They could they could fix I, it. I thought you were going to say I was sad just because Doree has a massive amount of resentment towards it. Oh, all these things, I wish we want to know everything as, re- as, list- as watchers. We want to know everything about their lives. But I think he was pissing around in England because yeah. I think that she had a massive amount of trauma. And sometimes people don't know how to handle it, even your loved ones, so they run. And he does have a business in London. So I think he was probably going over there as much as possible. And yeah. think, and her parents were probably over from Israel, so she was just like, "They can, they'll take care of me. Um, they're going to look after her. They'll look after her, so I'm fine to go because I can't really cope with all of this. It isn't the bubbly fun anymore. So yeah. I think he he exited a lot, and I think she's extremely resentful because he did all of this, and she said this. She sat there, she's like, "This wasn't a good surprise." You know, she was unhappy. She didn't like it. She wasn't happy. And I thought, yeah, there's something major going on here as well. She's dealing with a lot. She's, you can tell she's got a lot of turmoil. She's got some inner struggles going on and he's kind of glazing over it a bit. And Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So we kind of see them and and it, I must admit it was really funny when he's like, and Berlin, and they start singing the song and they're slow dancing, which was super awkward. And he just leans into her and he goes, babe, you do know this is a real Berlin. <laughs> She's like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like giving someone a diamond, a diamond uh, ring and being like, these aren't cubic zirconia. Like it is an actual diamond. I mean, it was just so ridiculous. <laughs> So then we get to the this infamous scene with Mo and Kyle at Portia's birthday. Now, Kate, you didn't see this bit, right? No, I uh, ran out of time to watch the end, okay. so you'll have to yeah, spin the tail. It yeah. was a ton. There was a ton on in the trades about it on Instagram. You'll see, but a lot mm-hmm. of the clips. Essentially, it's Portia's birthday. And she's turning 15. She looks so grown up. It's crazy. And um, they're getting everything ready. And before they're getting ready, Mo is there, Maurizio. Love calling him that. And he's just putting like guacamole from a big tub into a smaller thing. And he just says, you can see he's trying. You just, you know what's going on. And he just says, uh, oh, hi, love bean. What have you been up to? And she turns around. She's like, you know exactly what I've been up to. This is just preparing for the... They were never like this. Something massive happened. And it I it's got to be him cheating. And so she says, um, you know, you've seen me. I've been working all day. It's been such a busy day. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's been a really busy day for me too. I've forgotten to eat. And he's like kind of eating this guacamole. They're getting everything set up. She's running around like a blue-assed fly and not just not giving him anything. You see it coming out of her pause, her anger for him. And then the family starts to come over and his mother and father come over. Estelle or Estella, the mother. And she pulls Kyle aside amongst all of this. They get, they're eating and then they were at the table and she looks at Farah, 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 and says, oh, is that a tattoo? And this subject of tattoos come, come about. And... She asks Mo, did you tell your mum that you've had a tattoo, that you got a tattoo? And he goes, no. And she says, oh, I don't think they know about mine either. Then she goes up to Estelle and she goes, do you want to know something funny? And she goes, what? And she says, I got a tattoo. Are you going to care? And she goes, no, 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 I don't care, whatever. And she goes, well, your son's got one too. 
And she goes, oh, oh, okay, what? Okay. Then Mo finds out that she told his mum, and he goes, that was my secret. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. And then Kyle goes into the kitchen. This is all during this dinner. And she goes to the kitchen to cut the cake for the birthday party for Portia. And she's saying to someone that's caught on mic, she's like, he's angry now. He's angry now. He didn't want to talk about it. And he doesn't want to talk about it on camera. He's just like, why would you do that? Why would you do that when it was my secret to tell? And she's like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be something funny. And it's just like silence. Then she, I mean, it's really, it's a polar opposite to what you've ever seen these two before. And then they sit down. Then Estelle grabs her again and says, hey, listen, are you and Mo okay? And she says, yeah. And she goes, because, what? Why? no, she doesn't even say that. She says, why would you say that? She said, because every day I open Google or this and that, it's all saying you're separated, you're not together, you're not doing this. And you can see Kyle is so awkward. And she just says, you know, it was because they caught me without my wedding ring on one day and, and that's it. And she's like, okay, okay. It's so mm. awkward. It's horrible to watch. This fact, do you remember how loved up they were? They were like teenagers. It's not nice, Kate. It's not nice to watch. I don't know if I'll even go back and watch it. That sounds really sad to watch. I I, loved them. We we all looked and said they were a couple. She said when she met Mo, they had no money, nothing. And she had a child. And he'd when she found out she was pregnant with the, the next daughter, he'd just lost his job. She said we were broke. We were living in an apartment with no money and they came up and they made all this money and they were successful and they she got the fame she wanted they got the money they wanted they got the healthy daughters happy daughters in university and it's just all gone to shit it's mm. all gone to shit it's very sad and so that was the end of that scene and then we see um they're all leaving for vegas on the pj so kyle's mm. got them a private jet of course And they all meet up for Crystal's birthday. They get on the plane. They get, there are like red phantom Rolls Royces waiting for them in Vegas. I know. Wow. And they get into that, go to this hotel, great hotel, looks good. Then we get a flash forward of them. They're saying, all right, everyone, let's get ready. And then we flash forward (gasps) to four hours later. Oh, we love a timestamp. Love a timestamp. And they are at a magic mic you know, like stripper, male stripper show. Mm -hmm. And guys, if you have never been to one, I went to one in Vegas. I was horrified (laughs) at what these men do. It's not like gyrating. And by the way, strippers are not my vibe. I've been to strip clubs for women, but male strippers are just not my vibe at all. And I love men, but I don't love male strippers. I'll just say that. Okay. Um, So I went to this this stripper it was very similar it was it was like i don't know if it was thunder from down under i don't know what it was but my <laughs> this is so gross my friend was wearing a dress with no knickers on um underwear and these men i got i was pulled up on stage and i wouldn't touch them it was so disgusting it was like in front <laughs> of me sweating and greasy and long hair and i don't like men with long hair and his hair was all greasy stuck to the back of his neck and Oh, it was like a bow tie and his dick was in my face. I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. You do not know who you're dealing with that. This is not my vibe. So 
he was and they grab your hands to like touch their ass I was like touch your ass so (laughs) my friend was literally picked up his head was completely up her dress (gasps) it is oh my god he was making out with her (laughs) it was unbelievable what they do I was in a corner I was like this is disgusting I don't know who these guys are none of you are attractive I like my men to look like kind of you know soccer players or perhaps like heroin addicts like that's the look i like <laughs> not big bulky sweaty greased up men long hair so i was horrified so we see four hours later erica jane has legs akimbo on the stage with a man in between her legs face <laughs> first like someone's getting tossed in the air like it is so insane how, what they do in these places if you've never been listeners okay it is disgusting i didn't and, know it got that raunchy oh my God, it is not grinding on you it is sticking your head they stick their heads in your tits they try to make out with you it's Whoa. insane so what happens is you see sutton stand up and go i'm leaving i mean look i didn't <laughs> leave but i was as disgusted as sutton so she stands up and she's like this is disgusting so she goes out but instead of just being like, this is gross, I want to go, a fight starts to break out between her and Kyle and and uh, Garcelle. So Kyle mm-hmm. turns around and I think Sutton says to her, stop being a bitch. And Kyle gets in her face. He's like, you're the only bitch here. Stop oh. being a bitch. And Garcelle's getting in on it. So And that we, that's all for next week. Imagine standing up for a show like that. Like, this show is incredible. <laughs> How dare you leave? It is. Oh, well, that's, of course, Erica's like, oh, you guys just aren't, like, sexually free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, That's what it's about. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's so gross. Um, You guys are prudes. Yeah. That's what it was. That's her shtick that's going to be. It's like, no. So, anyway, that's next week. So, I think it will be great. Okay, I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what the hell? I know. There's a lot. I can't. I just, I just picture story. them all. I just picture like eight versions of like young Jax Taylor, like Miami Jax it's Taylor. Like that. It's okay. Like, that's what they look like. But but then also not even that good looking. A young Jax was gorgeous. He was. This, this is bulked out, rough around the edges, like, like long hair. I, I don't know. There's a lot going on there. They're mm, not. They're okay. not a Jacks. They're not a Miami Jacks. Um, I'd be anyway, fine to never go to Vegas again. Honestly, seriously, you only need to go for two nights in your entire life. That's yeah. it. Two nights. The whole thing is a lot. That's, it's a lot. Um, Kate, we have to wrap this up. So we why do. don't you do a couple of plugs for everything that's going on? And yes, thank you for catching me up on the end of that episode. Oh, um, my pleasure. Okay, guys, so we've got a lot, just like Vegas, there's a lot going on (laughs) with the pod. Uh, We have, so today you're listening to our Bravo episode. On Tuesday, we have our 90 Day Fiance recaps coming out. Yes. On Wednesday, we have our original show. It's the Wheel of Shame show that uh, we have our Wheel of Shame that has picked a TLC or Discovery Plus show for us to review um, next week we'll be reviewing which one? Awake surgery. That's right. Awake surgery. It's a bunch of people having cosmetic surgery and you guessed it being awake. Yeah. Uh, so we will be reviewing that on Wednesday. Um, next Friday we have again, our Bravo episode and a bonus episode coming out 
of a to be determined documentary that I need to choose soon. And uh, you can check out our, yes, (laughs) you can check out our bonus content on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash gender living care pod. And we come out with an episode for that two times a month. That's $5. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Tender Love and Care Podcast. You can find us on YouTube and watch the video version of our podcast. Search Tender Love and Care Podcast. You'll find us. It's uh, the same branding as everything else. You'll see it. And yeah. anything else? I think that's it. Instagram, Tender Love and Care Podcast. Email us, tenderloveandcarepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for following us. I mean, it means a lot to listen to this, obviously, and to like it, leave a review. All of that is free to do. It means a lot to us and also free to do is to follow us on Instagram, um, like comment and also follow us on and subscribe on YouTube. I know it's a lot, but if you're sat there right now, you've got your phone in your hand, please just go ahead, go to YouTube, go to Instagram, follow us, like us, subscribe. All of that good stuff is brilliant. It really supports the pod. Yes. All right. We are going to love you and leave you as always, but we will be posting up a plenty every single day on Instagram. So catch that up. And um, have a fantastic weekend. We will be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed next week for 90 Day Fiancé. Yes. And if you're from Belgium, tell us where you heard of us. Belgium, (laughs) once again, we are looking, our numbers are still going through the roof from Belgium. I, we, it's just a mystery. We are so grateful, but we are also so intrigued. We have to know why there has been this massive, or how there has been this massive influx of listeners from Belgium. Belgium at first it was just Brussels and now two other cities have appeared I we don't know if we were mentioned somewhere if some fantastic Belgian fans suddenly told they have tons of friends and they told a ton of friends I don't know what happened but please please if you know let us know dm us tender love and care podcast instagram or email us tender love and care pod at gmail.com thank you thank you thank you absolutely take care everyone see you soon bye-bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.